Welcome to the Audacious Generosity Podcast. Here we celebrate giving without the pressure to give. Audacious Generosity is where God is the giver and giving depends on what God puts into your hands. Now, here's your host, Kevin White. Hello, it is December the 22nd. This is Kevin White. You're listening to the Audacious Generosity Show. And I just want to say Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. I sincerely appreciate you being in the audience and listening. And if you are listening at a later time than the week of Christmas 2020, then... Merry Christmas still, and I hope that you are experiencing Christ wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this. On today's show, I'm going to share excerpts of an interview with Neil Matthews that he did with me last week for his podcast, Other People's Shoes. That interview will be aired in its entirety in early 2021. And today's episode is only a small sample of the whole interview with Neil Matthews. I can't wait for you to listen to the entire interview, but today you're going to hear a portion of my backstory and the history of Global Hope India. God has used this to shape his story of audacious generosity in my life. I talk about it in my book, but I I shared there's been like two halves of my life. One, I was raised in a Christian family in rural North Carolina and was called into the ministry whenever I was 17 years old. And I answered God's call into the ministry and went to Bible college and took my degree and began to to minister. And I really had a misunderstanding in my own theology about the priorities of a personal relationship with God. And because of traumas in my childhood, I really entered into the ministry with a philosophy that God wanted me to do great things for him. And I ended up working as a workaholic for God for so many years. And I even started a church and bled, sweat, and teared over this church for three years, only for them to fire me three years into it. And there was no immorality, no embezzling of funds or anything like that. It was just because I was a maniac out of control. And I was trying to do good things for God, but I wasn't resting. And I really drove the leaders of this church crazy to the point that they released me as their pastor. And it was two months later that I'm on a plane to go to India. (laughs) No small coincidence. And God really used that trip to to really teach me the priority of his presence. So before I had been fired, I remember journaling over and over for the power of God in my life, for the peace of God in my life. And and yet it never clicked on to me that those come through the presence of God. On my plane ride back from India, I'd seen enough of the presence of God in India. I drew two crosses in my journal. And on one cross, I just wrote things that God brought to mind, good things that I had been pursuing my whole life 
success, to do a great thing for God, influence, all of those things. And on the other cross, I drew another cross and the Holy Spirit just led me to write the presence of God. And it really became central that I would spend the rest of my life pursuing his presence above and beyond everything else. And that's when the fruit you know, we read the verse, uh, abide in me and you will bear much fruit. That's when the fruit began to happen. I have been striving to the point of nearly killing myself, my family, my marriage to bear fruit that would come so naturally as I would just pursue the presence of God. And so I found a, a level of freedom in Christ through that, that I didn't have to preach again. I didn't have to tithe. I didn't have to go on a mission trip and God still loved me the same. And all of a sudden ministry went from a have to, to a get to, uh, you mean I, I get to preach, I get to tithe, I get to go on a mission trip. And this ministry that I never wrote a business plan for called Global Hope India just began to happen as a byproduct of my pursuing the presence of God. And all of these miracles began to happen. My parents never held a passport. And now I've traveled over a million miles to 27 different countries, been to India 51 times, taken a thousand people with me, raised $6 million for God's work. And that's really what brought about this book, Audacious Generosity, of really witnessing that the strategy of God has always been audacious generosity. His mission is Jesus and his plan to do to accomplish that is, is audacious generosity from John 3, 16, for God so loved that he gave. You opened the show with that. And as you were opening the show, I, I was just thinking John 3, 16, you know, but yet I've been to Bible college. I've, I've been in church my whole life, four decades now of following Christ. And I don't remember a whole lot of teaching about this strategy of audacious generosity for God so loved that he gave. And now I, now I see it because the fulfilling the Great Commission is as impossible as feeding the 15,000 in the feeding of the multitude. There is no human way to accomplish this. But God's got a strategy called audacious generosity. And, and so as more and more believers live with audacious generosity, we are going to see the Great Commission fulfilled. I love that a lot. I, I think... I know for me personally, being generous is, is a struggle. Mm -hmm. It is a hundred percent struggle. Yeah. It's a struggle to tithe sometimes because my heart might not be in it. You know, mm -hmm. scripture clearly says, be a cheerful, be a cheerful giver. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. People don't like to give away money. Yeah. Very often. I talk about that in the book. We love everything about generosity until it becomes uh, open up your wallet and give. <laughs> if it's giving somebody else's money away, I could do that all day I, long. I could, do that. I could give Bill Gates money away all day long. Yes. You know, uh, Bezos from, from uh, Amazon, I, I could give his, his money away all day long too. Yes. Give yeah. my $20 away though. Uh-huh. Huh. Yeah. That's where it stings. I, I don't want to let go of that, Mr. Uh, Mr. Andrew Jackson, I don't, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. But that's that where, that's what I bring out in audacious generosity. The opportunity God has given each and every one of us is it's not about from us, it's through us and flipping it from the from to the through is life changing. And once you realize that giving is what God puts in your hands and that's all he's asking you to do is make your hands available for the Great Commission, there's no limit to what he can do through you.
and just realizing God is the giver. I mean, like I've been in services. I have probably preached messages that made people think that I thought they were the giver. And I really believe this is a revolutionary book in that it is identifying that God is the giver. It's not it's not the people in the church that are givers. We will never be able to, to give in the capacity that is required to fulfill the Great Commission. But God lacks nothing. He is so kind and plentiful. And the more we realize that, you know, like just one, one quick principle is we've all heard, you just said it, cheerful giver. We've all had that rubbed in our face. God loves a cheerful giver. Well, what do we how do we deal with that if we're not cheerful about giving? Okay, well, I've already failed. And so we're just like, okay, well, whenever it comes to giving, I'm a failure. I'm not going to be cheerful about it. I'm a failure. Well, the reality is we will never know someone more cheerful about giving than God. And until we experience him on that level. You know, there's been layers of my experience with God. I remember experiencing Jesus. I remember experiencing the Father. I remember even experiencing the Holy Spirit and experience Him as comfort and on and on and on. And I really believe 2021, it's time to experience God as the giver and a cheerful giver. He wants nothing more. Matthew 7, 11 is one of my prayer points. I pray this over and over. If you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more does your heavenly father love to give good gifts to those who ask to his children? There'll be no more cheerful giver than our heavenly father. Well, I think that's the key. Yeah. There's got to be something in India that I think broke your heart to the point that keeps you coming back. Mm hmm. Was that heartbreaking moment? On that first trip, I did pray a prayer that I look back and I really see the impact of that prayer because I'd seen orphans without shoes and without toothbrushes, and I'd saw churches without Bibles and without budgets and bulletins. I prayed, God, let me bring all three of my kids to India to see your work here in India. And by the grace of God, our whole family has gone over and served in India at various times and together. And I really look back and just see how God answered that prayer. And that's probably been the fuel for me going going back. What keeps me going back is is just the reality that there are so many people still alive on planet Earth that have never heard about Jesus. And you can go to whole villages in India and ask them, who is Jesus? And they say, I have no clue what you're talking. Never heard that. Never heard his name. And uh, that seems so foreign to us. We feel like, you know, that is as, as common as Amazon is or whatever, you know, we have recently heard of and seen grow uh, here. Statistically, there's 7 billion people alive, 4 billion have access to hear about the gospel, and 3 billion still have limited to no access. And one of those billion call India home. India is right in the middle of what we would call or refer to as the 1040 window. And I just feel at times I wrestle with the Lord. How do I get to know about Jesus and live in the U.S. with so much luxury? And yet there's a billion people in India that have never even heard yet. I can hold multiple Bibles at any given time. And there are a billion people in India that have never held a Bible. In writing the book, Audacious Generosity, I've seen for God so loved that he gave. And that has just really been... Um, a drumbeat 
in my life for the last 20 years. I've seen the power of generosity. I've seen how a free medical clinic can allow the gospel to go into a village that would never allow a church to come in, or even a volleyball camp to go into a uh, villages that would never allow a church. And it's and it's been the generosity of the church that has really taken the gospel forward. And uh, I, I see that as as God's strategy from the very beginning. You know, I've done a study of the Old Testament, and you can really see that God was the giver and that He was giving, and it spread His presence. And in the life of Jesus, thirty-seven recorded miracles of of Jesus, every one of them have. God giving something. He turned water into wine. He he gave water at a he gave wine at a wedding. He gave sight to the blind. He healed the woman with bleeding, and on and on and on. It's God being the giver, and all throughout the the New Testament and in 2021, God is the giver, and He uses audacious generosity to extend His presence on the earth. And so we exist. Global Hope India exists to give access to those that don't yet have access to hear about Jesus. And that's what we will continue to do. And it's just a passion that will not go away. I just, I can't go to sleep at night and not wake up the next morning and do something about it. And I'm grateful for a guide that empowers us to be able to have these opportunities to watch him work like that. But why should someone care about India? Because they're, like you said, they're, they're 24 hours away from us plane ride. Yeah. They're kind of out of sight, out of mind. But why yeah. should we care for them? Because God cares. I've been talking about John three sixteen. Well, the word actually says, for God so loved the world. And if your world is only your current neighborhood, then you're really missing part of God's love for the other parts of the world. And India is a part of, of the world that he created for God so loved the world. That's the U.S., that's Japan, that's India as well, and all, all the countries. And even Revelation 7, 9 through 12, gives us a picture of what the how the story is going to end. And it says that there were people there in heaven before the throne worshiping Jesus of every nation, every tribe, every tongue. And the U.S. has been very fortunate to have exposure to the gospel. And our gratitude is is going to be best witnessed as we share that with others. And uh, India has not been as fortunate as the U.S. and as some other countries. And that whole 1040 window is where most of the three billion people that have limited access live. And so for God so loved the world, and if we're going to follow that guide, then eventually we got to let him put that love for the world in us. Would you ever move there permanently? Ah, good question. And I wrestle with that because even going back to the stereotypical pastor, I looked at the stereotypical missionary and that was pack your bags and go over. And I, I, it really took a while for God to get it through my thick skull that he wanted me to be in the USA so that I could take those thousand people over. If I just moved over to India, I probably would never have had a thousand people uh, that I'd taken over on mission trips with me and and maybe even raised the amount of money that we've been able to to raise. And we're just getting started there. But yeah, I, he's given me definitely clarity that my my location is the U.S. and my calling is India. And I have a foot in both countries at any given time and my heart in both countries at any given time. I love that. So there you have it. 
just some excerpts from an interview with Neil Matthews for his podcast, Other People's Shoes, which will be released in its entirety very soon in early 2021. I have a question for you. Have you read Audacious Generosity? Are your hands open to God? Have you committed in advance to use what God puts into your hands for the Great Commission? I would love to hear your story. Please email me at kevin at kevinwhite.us. That's kevin at kevinwhite.us. Until next week, have a Merry Christmas. Enjoy the holiday with your families. Keep living with audacious generosity. God bless you all. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the Audacious Generosity podcast. Join us next week as we open our hands up to God and let Him fill them for the Great Commission. Kevin's new book, Audacious Generosity, was an instant international bestseller on Amazon. Audacious Generosity is now available worldwide on Amazon in paperback, hardback, ebook and audiobook. You'll find the Audacious Generosity ebook on Apple Books, Kindle, Google Play, and all the popular online ebook stores. The Audacious Generosity audiobook was recorded by Kevin himself, and reviewers are loving it. The audiobook can be found online in over 40 audiobook stores worldwide, including Audible, Apple, Google, and more. Buy Audacious Generosity for yourself. Gift it to your family and friends for the holidays. Discover why Audacious Generosity was an instant bestseller. Audacious Generosity is all about you enjoying a living relationship with God that's fueled by courage, characterized by freedom, and overflowing with audacious generosity. Get your copy today.